Hello and welcome to Ditching Hourly. I'm Jonathan Stark. And today I'm joined by productivity coach Carol Williams. Carol, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jonathan. It's great to be here. So for folks who haven't come across you before, could you tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do? I'd love to. So you know those developers, entrepreneurs that, you know, they're kind of all over the place. They may or may not have ADHD, but what they know (laughs) is they feel like they do and they just keep working harder and they still don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. Well, I help those people through my coaching uh, do more of the things that matter so that they can do what it is they want to do in their lives, whether that's spending more time with their families, playing more video games, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> or or, or maybe even, yeah, or both, or maybe, you know, spending some time uh, working on their business and getting it to that next level, whatever that looks like to them. I love it. Yeah, I, that's, that's the one I hear. I mean, of course, I hear all those things all the time, but... One of the constant refrains of what I do is that people, developers, or you know, whoever, whoever it is that is, mm-hmm. is listening to me jabber, um, that they need to find time to work on their business, not in their business. And, you know, everybody knows I think hourly billing is nuts and hourly billing encourage, encourages you to spend all of your hours billable, which uh, doesn't really encourage you to work on your business because it doesn't feel billable. It feels mm-hmm. like you're losing your hourly rate every time you, I don't know, write a blog post or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's very common for for people to think, oh, I just don't have the time to do marketing. I mean, oh, it'd be great for you know if I could spend a few hours a week on positioning or outreach or uh, creating YouTube videos for my channel. That would be great, but that's for that. I'll do that someday when I have more time. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, and and my feeling and probably yours too is, you'll never have that time unless you do something about it now. You gotta you gotta find the time. Find the time. It's there somewhere. Everybody's right. got the same number of hours in a day. Right. Uh, okay, so I like your. I noticed that you have this sort of metaphor of baking a cake. Can you t- like productivity can be as easy as baking a cake. What's that mm-hmm. all about? Yeah, thanks for asking. So after I don't know ten or so years of um, kind of teaching and coaching on productivity, I came up with um, a model of my own. Actually, beginning before COVID, beginning of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. um, and as it fell out of my hands. Um, what ended up happening was that like I had all these squares of um, categories really of things that helps people help people be more productive. And what I did was I assembled it and then I said, Oh my gosh, it's like a cake, right? So the (laughs) bottom, (laughs) so the bottom is all about your health things that now this is something that we hear all the time, but yet we tune out. Mm-hmm. So it's things like uh, all the way from food and exercise to meditation, medication, sleep, that kind of thing, taking care of yourself. The thing that we always leave for last is in fact a base layer and the beginning. The next layer up is all about your environment. So the pieces in this in this um, layer uh, are everything from your physical space to surrounding yourself, not only with uh, nice you know, neat, uh, as neat as it works for you, Mm -hmm. uh, physical space, but also to circle of support, right? So, you know, we need the coaches, the masterminds, the, you know, our wife or husband or whomever it is, like we really need all of that support. So that's what environment is. Um, and then the next layer up is going to be your productivity layer. This is where people usually start, but yet we really want to make sure those other, other layers are, are squared away. So those, that productivity layer is all around time and tasks. So the question or comment you had right at the beginning regarding how do I make time to work on my business? That's where that would fall mm-hmm. is that time and tasks um, related to that is the procrastination interruption uh, piece and then Mm. the power focus piece, right? Those are some of the the key tenants of that. And then the tippity top is all about rinsing and repeating. And um, as somebody famous once said, sharpening that saw. (laughs) It's all all held together by an icing of your why or your purpose, right? Because if we are doing this um, just kind of to not have a job, well, that's not enough, right? It needs to be like more than that. And so which parts, and when you work with somebody, you work basically across the whole cake. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's, uh, I, I'm, it's tempting to jump to the 
top layer and talk about time and tasks. But I agree with you that that is not the foundational piece. Um, and it's sort of, you know, lipstick on a pig to put it indelicately. It's just like, okay, mm-hmm. there it's, it's different, but it's similar to when I see people who don't have a clear objective and have no strategy and they're just like applying tactics in this random hope that what worked for someone else will work for them, even though they're in two completely different scenarios. So let's, let's briefly go up from the bottom. So what, what are the really big things on the foundational layer uh, of the sort of health self care? Mm. I mean, it's gotta be sleep, right? Like that's, yeah. It's got to be sleep. You are absolutely right. Sleep is it. And I position sleep right in the center at the bottom, right? Because if you don't have that, like, it's not like Jenga, right? You can't just take sleep out and have it all hold together. Just the opposite, really. Um, Surprisingly, so besides that one, which is big, um, surprisingly, another one is um, something that many of my people, they'll have either ADHD or else feel it, feel like it. And those folks are the biggest resistors of meditation. Yet, when when that gets nailed, what happens is everything absolutely turns around. It it is as if now your garden is tilled and ready for like just the right amount of rain and sunshine, like right, and the seeds are planted. That meditation allows the brain to do its job, to think bigger, to think out of the box, to think, oh my gosh, wow, what will I want to do next year? What if I didn't have, you know, that whale client, what would I want to do? And that allows you to then um, embrace some of the tactics, as you were pointing out, there's always strategies and tactics, and those are in the third layer, so that that is just right. So those are two of the big ones, right? Hmm. Sleep and meditation. Oh, great. Yeah, I like that. It, I mean, it makes total sense. Just before we before we move to the next layer, you you mentioned that that people have a tendency to really resist it. So what do you do? Mm. I'm sure people are listening, to be like, "Oh, that's great for them," or "Yeah, that's a great idea," and I'm never going to mm-hmm. do it. So right, are, right, are, right. How, how do you? I don't know. Get them enrolled in the concept of going to bed at a reasonable yeah. time or spending <laughs> some number of minutes a day. How do you, how do you help them create those new habits? Yeah. Okay. So you asked kind of two questions. One is how to get them to meditate. And the other one is how to create new habits. So we're going to start with the meditation one. Um, so a couple of things, if they're, if they're, if we can gamify things, it usually gets done uh, more often than not because the whole gamification is fun for people because it has to be, there has to be challenge, novelty, and fun. So Headspace is a good place for many people to start with meditation. The other thing that um, this is actually came from one of my clients who was uh, just like so many people are so, 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 so smart, kind of too smart. And this was a former engineer, um, MIT graduate. And so this is what, and if you could see me, what I'm doing right now. So let's just, I'll say what I'm doing and listeners, you can, you can hold up your hand. So do this, hold up either your right or left hand, doesn't matter which one, take your thumb, okay, and put it at the base of your pinky. And what we're going to do is, and we're going to do it right now, right here on this podcast, and let us just see how this works. So the first thing before we begin, is I want everybody to be sitting up, okay, put your butt right back in your chair, both feet on the floor, Okay, your whole foot, do not be tapping whole feet, both on the floor. Okay, now take a nice deep breath just for a sec. And now, okay, now you're ready. Don't worry about where your mind goes, it doesn't matter. You're going to move your, um, the base, the top of your thumb, it's going to go up uh, all the way to the top of your pinky and then back down. And as you do that, you're going to breathe into the top of your finger and out to the bottom of your finger. And then you're going to move to the next and then the next and the next. So you've got four fingers all together. And here we go. Starting with the pinky, breathe in, breathe out, ring finger, breathe in, breathe out, middle finger, breathe in, breathe out, pointer finger, breathe in, breathe out, 
And one more, just do it with your thumb, breathe in, breathe out. Now, maybe you're just a hair, just a feather calmer. I know I am. If you want to go even more, you can do it with the other hand. One of the biggest, um, there's a couple of things that I, I get. One of them is I don't have time to meditate. Uh, another one is uh, I don't know how to do it. I'm, I feel like I'm doing it wrong and I get all these thoughts and I'm not supposed to be thinking of anything. So people are worried about thinking of things and then it just, they, they tie themselves in knots. Doing this with their hands is, is like a game changer. So that's probably my favorite one. So there you go. That's so, the base layer. So, well, that was a first guided meditation on ditching hourly. I like it. <laughs> um, um, okay, great. So that was meditation and then creating new habits. Oh, right. So, so habits. All right. So here's what I'll say about habits. Um, the, the temptation is to do all the things that you want to do, list them all out, try them all out, expect that you'll learn them within one, two to three days. And if not ditch the whole thing, right? <laughs> that is the exact opposite of how to do it. How I start people is very, very simple. And that is with a morning routine. And it doesn't matter when your morning routine starts. So if you get up at five or 6am, cool, start it then. If you get up at 7am, 8am, start it then. If you vary, you can adjust like an accordion, right? So say there's three main things that you want to do, like you want to drink your water, you want to, you know, have your supplements and you want to stretch, you know, that's cool. We don't want the morning routine too, too long. And we don't want it too, well, too short is okay. Cause you can always expand it. Why morning routine when we're talking about habits, um, surrounding perhaps, you know, writing daily or whatever it is. The reason that we start with that morning routine is we've all got one. You get out of bed, you most likely go to the bathroom, whatever you brush your teeth. Like there's, there's mm -hmm. something yeah, there's that lots you're of doing ritual in the morning. You're yeah. Already doing something anyhow. And when we can add intention to it, we can build it very kind of slowly and surely. And then we can do that, um, that habit hook. So, you know, you start like, so for example, somebody who wanted to do a little more exercise, bottom of the, bottom of the cake, yeah. um, she was brushing her teeth and she said, well, I'm going to do, you know, squats while I'm brushing my teeth. I'm like, cool. <laughs> <That's a> good <laughs> look. Yeah. I like it. So, and yeah, and everything is then built on that. So eventually we get to, um, oh, I've got all these forms, right. That my clients use on my website. And one of my morning forms is like, you know, what are the three things that are really important that you get done today. Mm -hmm. And so that gets layered on and that's a habit. And then once that's on, then, you know, it, it just keeps going from there. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. 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 And, and this is all uh, outside of the meditation, which I'm not against, but I haven't done. Uh, this is all, all maps to things I do, things I recommend my coaching students do. Right. I literally was on a phone call before this where someone was like, oh, I know I should be doing this every day, but I, I, I don't know. It's been two weeks and I just never got around to it. Mm. And I said exactly what, what you just recommended. I was like, stack it on top of a daily habit that you already have. Right. And it's the, it's the perfect, the thing that he needed to do is the perfect thing to do on your phone while you're having coffee. So I was like, do you have coffee mm -hmm. every morning? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right. Mm -hmm. So instead of doom scrolling on Twitter while you're drinking your <laughs> coffee, just yeah. do this thing you know you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And he's yep. like, oh, wow, I'm going to try that. You know, what's interesting, Jonathan, is that, again, a lot of my people have ADD, ADHD. And the thing is, is with that is that um, ex there has to be a lot of external reminders. So whether it's writing it on the bathroom mirror, writing it on like sticky on, I mean, sticky on the toilet, like you would mm -hmm. be shocked and amazed, but it has to be, it has to be literally written In out like a checklist mm -hmm. and switched often because then you don't see it, right? It's like the picture on your wall, you don't see. Mean so, move it to a different location or you mean change what's on it? Uh, I mean, yeah, move it around, rewrite it, maybe put it on a different, uh, you know, color piece of paper. Got it. Um, right? It's always, there's three things. There's uh, challenge, novelty, um, and like 
motivation, I think is the third one. Um, sorry, I'm not remembering what the third one is, but we want to make sure there's novelty because when there's no longer novelty, the mind wanders. And when the mind wanders, they're not, you know, then they procrastinate. So, mm. right. So mm. all, it has to stay fresh and fun and interesting and high dopamine. Dopamine deficiency is very common in um, people with ADHD, which is why they love like video games. A lot of, you know, there's a lot of dopamine going down there. Oh, cool. You oh, know? Good tip. Yeah. I like that tip of like having it physically somewhere where you will see it and then and then adding some novelty by putting it on a different color sticky or rewriting mm -hmm. it or a different pen or Sharpie or move it to the bathroom mirror or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. I think that's, I, I can, I've never thought to do that or done that, but I, I am 100% sure just hearing you say it, that that would be effective. Yep, it is. Cool. Yeah. All right, let's move up to the second layer of the cake. Okay. Okay. So what do we have here? We've got yeah. the environment, right? The environment layer, sure. So your environment is everything external. So not so different than the bathroom mirror, right? That's really important. So uh, it's interesting, right? So people that I work with, like they're usually visual people. So they want to see everything out, outside. So they have piles and things and everywhere, right? But, it, but also too, it's a double-edged sword, that exact situation it creates confusion in their brain. So there has to be some kind of mix of seeing things out, but yet keeping it neat. And that's a constant struggle, but that's, you know, without, if you want me to, I can dive deep into literally any of this stuff, mm. but let's just leave it as uh, it must be your, the environment must be neat for your brain to work. And you probably know this, a lot of the stuff I teach and coach people on it's not so different than what you're talking about. It's a matter of remembering that you need to do the thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's not that it's new because, right, if it was just like we could we could read it and boom, it would all happen, then you and I would be out of a job probably, right? Like what would what would be, be, we be for? You know, just right. write a few books and that would be the end of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's no mystery how to be, be a billionaire with washboard abs, but like why yeah. doesn't everyone do it? Sure. So, right, so, so how, so the clutter thing, yeah. like clutter stresses me out something fierce. Mm. Uh, but, and yet, you know, I live in a house with a wife and two kids and a dog, Mm -hmm. So there is clutter. And mm -hmm. so are there any sort of tips and tricks you yeah. use to uh, deal with clutter specifically in terms of the environment? Um, yeah. And they're, they're not, they're not going to shock you. Right. So it's, I recommend that every day sort of going back to this routine thing, morning routine, evening routine, and, and this can be hard because we all want to work up until the gong, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you're on the clock. Yeah, but we need to add that evening. And I have an evening form, right, where I ask people three magic questions, you know, which you probably know what they are. We can go into that if you like. But part of what we want to do for that evening routine at the end of your workday, and yes, there should be an end to the workday. That's right there. That's a problem. <laughs> but, but put things back you know, take a minute to, um, you know, to kind of sort things out, put, put all your stickies that you've been writing like back in piles and so on and so forth. It goes back to routine, routine, routine. So if you've got a Monday morning routine, um, which I know I do, um, you want that same kind of thing. You want to bookend it. So you have a morning, Monday morning routine. You have your Friday evening routine. You've got your morning routine. You've got your evening routine and regarding clutter, the best thing to do is to add it into the routine, right? It's like biting an elephant one bite at a time, <laughs> eating an elephant bite, <laughs> right. and boring, boring, boring. So then, great, make it a game. You know, do if you've got a whole room, you go, oh my god, forget it. I'm gonna go procrastinate. Like, do it. Do the 27 uh, thing pickup. Like, grab a basket grab 27 things that don't belong in the room and <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. and, and do it as fast as you can. Right. Because it's fun to gamify. Yes. So while you're doing squats so you can get both yeah, while you're two doing layers at once. <laughs> so that's environment. It's everything from the physical space to, um, you know, also to, 
outside would be like, you got to have some goals and revisit those goals and make sure that you're clear on your goals or, and, or you're talking to your coach about those goals and where you are and having that circle of support, your mastermind, your family, your, your colleagues, like who do you have as a circle of support? Very important mm. to be always like lighting your light. Cause it's not easy. A lot of people here are solos, right? You always yeah. want to be lighting that light. That's so, environment. Yeah. So before I'd like to jump into the support system, like the other people in your environment, but before mm -hmm. I just want to make a quick comment about, uh, you used the word routine and you also use the word boring. And I, I, I just wanted to kind of piggyback on that and point out to people that, that I think ruts are a good thing a lot of times, like a rut. So like a, a rut shows that work has been done consistently. Mm -hmm. And the, to me, the problem with a rut is when you can't get out of a rut. So, but the thing that I find with people when I work with them is that they fear routine because they they conflate that with a rut that they are stuck in. And to me, it's more of a continuum. You want to create a routine, mm -hmm. and a rut's not a bad thing if it's mm -hmm. if if you're not stuck in it. If it's like, wow, I'm producing lots of output here because I don't have to think about these million things. That's right. That, right. So your 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 brain is clear. You're not stressed out by clutter or whatever shenanigans are going on around you. Mm -hmm. And you can generate a lot of, you know, like you can focus on what you're actually good at, your genius zone stuff, as Rochelle would say, yeah. and produce really good output. And there's no, there's no lack of creativity in that. It's almost like this routine stuff that you're talking about. It might sound boring, but it's the thing that allows you to get into your genius zone, get into a state of flow. Mm -hmm. in the stuff that's actually creative and interesting. <laughs> so I just I just wanted to kind of call that out because there you know everybody in the audience is creative in one way or another. They're all mm -hmm. either designers or developers and they're making improvis improvisational decisions constantly all day long and they're really good at it. And they can sometimes I think be a little bit like oh that's not creative enough like you know thinking that the environment needs to be chaotic all the time and that's somehow conflated with creativity I, I think that's I think that's the wrong yeah. way to look at it yeah and that's a mindset shift so what I would ask the listener to consider is that that uh, decision fatigue is real oh yes that's you why know? I wear black t-shirt almost every single day <laughs> right and and so the the older we get too the less um like likely we are to be able to quickly move from one thing to another thing, to another thing, to another thing, to another thing, um, which we're, we're never doing multiple things at the same time. Anyway, we just, we're tricking ourselves into it. Yeah. So what I find is the beginning of an engagement, I will get a lot of resistance around. I like to do a lot of things, blah, blah, blah. I work best at, you know, midnight to 3am. And then the more I work with somebody, what ends up happening is that they find Believe it or not, they like to stop work and go do something fun, whatever that <laughs> looks like for them. Weird. It's and and they and they're getting more done um, in less time, yeah. and it's definitely counterintuitive. So it takes a leap of faith at the beginning to you know. So you know, person X listening to this, the dear listener, as you say, <laughs> has to you know say, huh. Maybe they do know what they're talking about. I'll just go ahead and try it on for two weeks and see what happens. And dear listener, I hope that you write to Jonathan and let him know what happens. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I get questions like this all the time because people think I'm super productive and really I'm not. I just, I don't feel very productive. They're like, but how do you write, you know, every day? How do you write an email mm. every single day? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I literally never go on social media like that, you know, like occasionally I'll go on Twitter, but barely yeah. ever. And it's like no Facebook, no Instagram, no TV, mm -hmm. none of that. It's like, I'm not that productive. I just cut out a whole bunch of procrastination stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and, and another thing, I don't know if this, how this relates to you, but for folks who've in the audience, who've heard me talking about this stuff in a, from a different angle before, um, my goal every year is not to increase my income. It's to decrease the number of hours I work a week. Yeah. And nice. shockingly, the more efficient you get, assuming that you're not trading time for money, the more efficient you get, the better you get at delivering value to people that in the better you get at it, the less time you need to spend doing it. So 
just imagine if I said to you, dear listener, if I said to you, uh, from now on, you can't work Thursdays anymore. Mm-hmm. Guess what would happen? You'd fit everything into the other four days. That's right. Guaranteed, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have a whole Thursday left over to do whatever you want. You know, mm-hmm. I would I would hope it'd be your marketing day if, if it were me, because I know you're probably not spending enough time on that right now. But mm. it could be meditation, it could be other other foundational cake stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I promise you, I know everybody I've talked to that have done this that just blocked out a full day in their calendar. Uh, and everything just fits into the other four. It's shocking. You'd think there's no way. There's mm-hmm. no way I could fit everything into the other four days. And maybe there's some outliers out there that are just like buried and overcommitted to client work and, mm-hmm. and billing for their time. But in general, it's totally doable. It sounds it sounds a lot harder than it actually is to just move your meetings to the other days and block that day out for whatever. It's your shock absorber mm-hmm. or it's your your um, your big thinking day where you, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it's sure. totally, totally possible. It is totally possible. And what I'll say to the dear listener is that the time zappers are very sneaky. Mm -hmm. They're very sneaky. And what happens is they get under your skin so you don't even know they're there. And I I know I'm being a little bit out there. I want to say this for me. Okay. I last week, I was today as, as we're recording, it's a Monday. Last week, I was on vacation. On purpose, I did not bring my phone with me. Like I left it in the car. I left it other places. You know, Mm -hmm. I put it on airplane. Okay. I woke up this morning with this feeling, because it's my first day back at work, with this feeling of, ah. (laughs) And then, you know, why not throw myself under the bus? And then I realized that I had fallen into this, um, dumb routine that I know is bad for me, right? Of like checking my email, checking my Facebook, doing all this thing, you know, and then getting sucked into stuff. And I know I'm not supposed to do that. And there Mm -hmm. I am doing it. Mm -hmm. And what happens is it's not just the time that you're doing it is it's that it's like, it's like this, um, hmm, how to describe it, this feeling of franticness is just there. So when you say, I don't go on social media. I don't watch TV. I don't, I don't get distracted with fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. I would say, yes, move all your meetings outside of Thursday or to Thursday or whatever it is and put away the electronic. And that's going to be really hard, right? For people who like electronics as you know, their life, if we're talking about mm-hmm. developers. So yeah. I don't know what you have to say on that, but that is huge. Uh, one thing I would say, you know, I think this is a very realistic tip for people. And because this sounds crazy, you can folks can look into the work of Cal Newport. I can't remember his book title, but it's it's like unplugging or like our devices are making us dumb or something like that. Um, and he, he has a lot of really specific tactical things that you can do to kind of wean yourself off your phone. But I mean, my phone, my phone is with rare exceptions, like if, you know, there's a weird family thing going on and there's, I know there's a high potential for an emergency or something. Uh, my phone is in do not disturb mode 24 mm-hmm. seven. And I, I got a, a screenshot from somebody the other day that was like, you know, just showed all these email notifications on their home screen. I was like, how do you operate with right. those notif? I, I would not, I would not be able to operate uh-uh. if my phone was beeping every five seconds. Right. I just put it in do not disturb. I know I have email. I know I have <laughs> messages in Slack I have to get back to. I know it's there. I know people are leaving me voicemails. I don't need to know in the second that it's happening. I, I'll just, you know, on a, you know, I probably only check my email once a day mm-hmm. uh, because I moved all client communications into Slack because I have control over Slack. I don't have control over email. Email is mm-hmm. like anybody in the planet can send me an email, but, you know, 99.9% of them are not paying me money to pay attention to what their message is. But ah, the people who are in my Slack it. rooms are paying me money. Those, that's where my clients are. My clients are not in my email. What that allows me to do is to, to ignore my inbox for, for days at a time. And That's great. Right. So that, and it's not my trick. I don't remember. That might have been an inbox zero trick. I can't even remember. A long time ago, somebody said that. And I was like, oh, that's genius. And I moved mm-hmm. all my communications. When Slack came around, which was, I don't know how long ago, that was the thing. I was like, all right. No more client stuff in Slack. Or you know what it was before that? Basecamp. So I moved all client mm, communication mm-hmm. to Basecamp 
and then it went into Slack after Basecamp. And that's okay. that's a great for folks listening. That is a very practical tip that you really can do yeah. if you know with new client engagements. It's like, look, here's how we're going to communicate. Uh, mm-hmm. If you send me an email, I'm not going to get back to you. <laughs> if you want me to get back to you, 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 Slack is where it's at, or whatever, whatever it is, Beautiful. Teams, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a proprietary system, and I say put it in the client log. If you send me an email, I just I won't even see it. It's that kind of thing. So, yep. but it's the same concept. So, yeah. So I guess we were on environment layer, and mm-hmm. I don't know how we got to that, but that was a good one. I liked it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So let's let's move up the food chain. So uh, yeah. The, the uh, the top layer is not the icing yet, but the the sort of productivity layer at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So productivity layer, there are four pieces: power, focus, remembering to remember, time and tasks, and procrastination and interruptions. Hmm. So out of all of those, I have to say that most most the most powerful one is that power focus. What does that mean? So it requires you to, first of all, decide what it is you're going to focus on. You see, it's the antithesis of that person who's getting all of those notification on, notifications on his home screen. Mm-hmm. It's being able to, what you're doing is what I would, I would term power focus, right? You and I right now, we're not looking at our phones. We are 100% engaged and we're here. When we can be hyper-focused, power-focused, and also too have I've listened to your you know podcast before, Jonathan. I know you've got your to do list. You've always got yes, your to do list. It comes in, yeah, and it comes in different. Like you do it different ways. So that's your way of organizing the stuff that has to get done that day. It just might not be in a certain order. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, I'm certainly not anybody who says, well, thou must do it this way because, you know, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So, but, but when we can power focus, hyper focus and have thought about going back to those morning routines, right? Going back to those habits have thought about, okay, here are my priorities. Now that's that winning combination. And when you have that, now the remembering to remember, that means, oh gosh, was I supposed to do blah, 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 blah. That's a thing, believe it or not. That oh, yeah. happens all the time. Um, the procrastination, you know, really gets, you know, pushed to the side. There still can come some procrastination in terms of perfectionism, all different stuff oh, like yeah. that. Interruptions, we've kind of covered that, right? Most of the time I find people actually interrupt themselves, they like to blame it on other people, but the truth is, is that they're really interrupting themselves. That that there's layers that we could go down, right? There's, you know, boundaries. There's, you know, managing your client, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then time and tasks. Um, maybe we can dig in here um, because it sounds to me, listening to you, like there's this little bit of like, mm, when I coach people, why can't they just take Thursdays? Like, what's going on with people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I don't expect anybody to ever be like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Yes, I'll do that. Like, it never <laughs> happens like that. There always needs to be some kind of um, convincing is not quite the right word. But but y- yeah. you said earlier, it's like it's somehow you need to encourage them to take the leap of faith, mm-hmm. you know, because almost it's so many of the, 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 the things that I work with people on boil down to what seems like a paradox. It's like mm-hmm. the more focused you get on who you want to serve, the more clients you'll get, not the fewer. It's like right. it's like a tighter focus actually creates more, not less. It's it it doesn't it seems like uh, counterintuitive at mm-hmm. at best. It's counterintuitive, right? Like you'd get more done if you worked fewer days in the week. That seems totally counterintuitive. It seems like a paradox. Uh, another one is daily writing is easier than weekly writing. It's mm-hmm. Another paradox. So you know because daily habits are easier to create than weekly habits. So all of these things seem paradoxical. So yeah, I, I don't I, I don't expect people to think that any of this stuff is like, oh, just snap your fingers and then it's done. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So time and tasks, um, when you think about that, that's a pretty big piece of cake. And if we're- <laughs> I like and the if cake, we're th- but I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and what I've uh, recommended sometimes for people who are really, really in the thick of it, is to actually leave their office. Most people have a home office that I work with. It's solos and very small companies. Yeah. And, you know, go up, go rent a hotel room for the day, you know, whatever oh, you need to one. do. 
Um, And it's amazing. I I had one developer and she said it was something she didn't, didn't think she should do or thought it was weird to spend money, but came back with all the, these like, you know, good ideas. And anyway, you really do. And I, I say, heck, don't just do it for like a day, do it for a few days. Like when we surrender to um, that mm, inner knowing and, and relaxation and really all that stuff just kind of falls to the side, Mm. the stuff that we think we have to do and, but can I fit it in? And not so different than you're talking about what you do is you realize that none of that stuff even actually really matters. Or if it, you know, it's like the quadrants for for Steve Covey, if anything's below that line, that not important, not urgent, just, just forget it. Just don't do it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So you know, and that way you really can begin to do the big stuff related to that is mm, the lighting your light piece, which is on the environment layer. And so what I mean by that is why are you doing what you're doing? And that's a little bit of imposter syndrome. It's the antithesis of imposter syndrome. Like who am I to Right? It's like, well, what's your bigger mission? Why are you out there doing it anyway? And mm-hmm. yeah, why yeah, and it all really gels together. So going back one more time to how do I find time to work on my business? I like the idea of pick a day. The other thing I have is something called majoring and minoring, which a lot of people love. And here's what I mean by that. Again, go back to that resistance, like, oh, I can't possibly. Okay, great. Can you do a major in something and a minor in something else? So for me, Mondays are all about like doing what we're doing now, like marketing, kind of sowing my seeds, kind of getting myself organized for the week, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Fridays are the other side of my of my week where it's sort of all those little things that sort of collect during the week because Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm pretty busy with client work and and kind of like getting it done. Yeah, executing. Yeah, yeah executing. Thank you. Um, and so Fridays kind of pick up the slack and or sometimes you know you go away early for the weekend that kind of thing now that we can get out in the world again mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes there's that uh yeah so what you do is you have those routines you know why you're doing it you believe in yourself you believe in your product or service and your deeper why and you're really kind of doing it if, if you can go this far it's even better like for the good of the world like you're just kind of a you're a paintbrush in the painter of your world, like, right. You're lighting the light of the world. I don't know. So it's kind of deep, but I'm kind of deep. So there you are. (laughs) So I want to add, when you you mentioned the hotel room thing that Mm. reminded me, so there's sort of two things there that reminded me of that that created a, an intersection in my head, which is the, 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 first of all, I think that's a great idea. Um, Even if it's, Hotel, a hotel room. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. I, I think you could probably do the same thing with a co-working space that you don't mm-hmm. typically go to yep. or, um, or whatever, but just like a new environment where you are out of office air quotes. Mm-hmm. So, and, and what that, the, the kind of paradox of that or the, the, the proof or the, the story that might help listeners make the leap of faith that it would take to do something that seems crazy like that. Like, okay, wait a second. You want me to spend money to do this thing and I'm going to be out of pocket and it's like a fake going to a fake conference. And that's, that's actually the example (laughs) because you probably, if you're listening to this, you probably at some time prior to 2020, but maybe again this year, you've gone to conferences and you've said to your clients, Hey, I'm going to be traveling maybe like leave just leave vacation out of it like i'm going to be traveling for work i'm either going to a client site or i'm going to a conference mm-hmm. or a trade show or professional development or i'm going to be in a course or whatever and guess what happens during that you know three days or week or whatever it is nobody bugs you mm-hmm. and and the world doesn't blow up and when you get back <laughs> it's like wow all this just think of all the stuff mm-hmm. you would have filled that week with that obviously didn't need to get done Mm-hmm. It, it either could wait or it fixed itself or whatever yeah. it, they right. figured out some other approach that's true all the time like that that reality is always true is that mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff will just fix itself or go away or it doesn't matter it's below the line it just doesn't need to be done or at mm-hmm. least by you 
So I, I really like that idea. I like the idea of the, the sort of out of office, especially yeah. after last year, you know, it's like, you know, I, I, uh, prior to COVID, I had a proper office, so to speak, you know, I'd go to it in yes. the morning and come home at night. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was great environmentally. There was no, there were no kids or dogs or anything in there. So it was like, it was the way I left it when I got there. And I would do the same thing that you said, like try and keep it reasonably tidy and, uh, mm -hmm. otherwise I'd get stressed out. So, all right, great. But then, you know, didn't, couldn't go there for a year. So I'm like, well, let's mm. let that, let that lease go. But now I'm getting to the point where it's like, all right, you know, the home mm. office is, is, was fine. It was great actually. Uh, but it's getting to it. It's getting to a limit where I'm like, the change of scenery would be, <laughs> it would be not, not only it every day, but, but, you know, yeah. once a week, you know, on my, my Thursdays mm -hmm. off would be interesting to like have a desk at a co-working space. Now, cause sure. I'm not a social person. I don't want people interrupting me, but just to have like a different, cause I mean, what I used to do is just go to like a cafe, Yeah. but that feels like it's still off the table, but you know, mm. we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I love that. I think I, I just, I guess I'm belaboring the point because I want people to take that one seriously. <laughs> it sounds yeah. completely fanciful, but I would, I urge you to take it seriously. Yeah, no, that, that that's perfect. I love it. I love it. I don't think I finished my thought now that I think about it on the, um, the majoring and minoring, right? So majoring and minoring is like, have a theme for your day and, um, and even a theme for your week, if you can. Um, and especially when you are a solo and you will have here or there some burning, you know, ball that sort of enters in, you know, there, in the developer world, I would think that that would be something like there's a bug and the yeah. system went down, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's, that's, a, gonna, that's a good one. <laughs> something's going to come up so that, you know, we don't want to have that negative self-talk like, oh, God, why did I try that? You know, forget it. No, we want to be able to say, huh, all right, well, this is something that came in and I'm okay with it. And I'll have to major still in my big thing and minor in this until I can, I, I can get it dealt with. Right. So majoring and minoring. When you say theme, can you instantiate that? Sure. Yeah. So I like have Mondays as marketing is my theme. Tuesdays is all about client work. Um, you know, Wednesday, like Thursdays is when I can, I do some research lots of times. Um, you know, maybe I'll do some, oh, who should I go on for? I mean, it's related to marketing, but it's a little bit different. I yeah. have Thursday. And also too, I have like continuing education um, times, like maybe I'm taking a course, like, so I'll, I'll start to look at my days and like bank them and say, ha, huh, all right. Because you are the architect of your time. Mm -hmm. No, nobody else is. You are the architect of your time. So Unless you, you can... let someone else architect it for you. <laughs> Just reacting yeah. all the time. Yeah. Right. So that's what I mean by themes. It's whatever the theme needs to be. And you can even set it up with your client if you have certain in-person days, like make, you know, Tuesdays be your in-person day. You do one in the morning and you know, client ABC in the afternoon and client XYZ. I don't know, whatever it works mm -hmm. for you. And mm -hmm. you're out there running around doing your thing and you know, maybe you like to do a daily um, email and that's cool. Uh, and if that works for people, that's great. And if you, maybe other people just, they have a, a writing day. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. Mm. So I'm yeah, not going to go against works, what right. you, what against your, you know, so that's what I mean by themes. Yeah. That totally explains it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, why don't we, why don't we wrap up with a little talk about the icing? Sure. So sure. the icing on the cake is your why. Why does that matter? Why does your mm. why matter? Because if you own a business, it's got to be more than just making money. And it's got to be more than, well, I just don't want a job. Because in my opinion, if that's the only reason you have a business, you're not going to be in business for very long and you're not going to have as much fun and you're going to suffer through that procrastination and the this and the that and the other thing. It's like, I believe in my heart and soul that you are darn well feel as though you are changing the world in some small way, whatever, or a big way, whatever that, that means to you. Mm -hmm. So the deeper you can get in that why and the more you know, maybe not the more frosting you have, but you got to make sure because <laughs> that could get real bad too. Uh, and I actually just added this um, 
to it. Like, so I have productivity success cake is actually a course. And I added one prior to that, which is all about purpose, right? Because, you know, it's the whole, like, who cares how quickly you can go up the ladder if it's the wrong ladder, right? You've heard that one a gazillion times. So it's the same idea is we got to make sure that your why, even though it may change, right? Because all our businesses change over time. Your business doesn't change. It's, it's you know growing, you're dying. So make sure that your why, it comes from your soul. And I'll just stand with my two feet on the floor and, and breathing up and down all, you know, that's really important to me. So people that work with me, it's like, you better have a stake in what counts to you or f- help, or maybe you need to explore that with me, right? Because mm-hmm. to me, that's everything. That is, you want to rid the world of hourly billing, right? Like, it's not like, well, it would be good if you did. No, like <laughs> that's everything to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it, it informs literally every decision I make. Every decision you make. And if so you, and with, without that, you don't, it's really hard. It makes it way harder to make all the decisions. Like what, how much to price something at, like what products to create a release, like what clients to work. It's, it makes all of those decisions like. Mm-hmm. really hard and and just as a practical matter and I, I know this from being on the outside you know so so in other words like even even when you're free of the forest for the trees problem so you, even when so I'm working with someone and they've got some set of skills they've got some list of passions things that they love they've got some potential target markets that, that they'd be interested in serving even when I've got that much information, if they don't have a why, yeah, it's like I don't flip a coin. Like we could do this a hundred yeah. ways. Like it's still it's very even though I'm not confused about as confused as they are about you know their value proposition or or why what they do might matter to their clients. That without knowing wh- what the bigger picture thing, what is the thing that's bigger than the business, bigger, Mm -hmm. perhaps beyond values, it's beyond values, like your values will infuse it. But why did you even bother starting this business? Maybe you're unemployable like me, and you're definitely going to work for yourself. (laughs) And okay, fine. So you start a business. Why? Why didn't you pick chain of laundromats? Why? Why is it software developer? And then or or designer or whatever, calligrapher, dancer? Mm -hmm. Why did you pick that? Mm-hmm. You, whether you know figure out what the because uh, there was a reason yep. it's, it, it might have been subconscious but there was a reason and you know what else business is is sometimes really hard and sometimes it really sometimes sucks. <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes <laughs> you know and you lose money and you you know and you, you write that whole roller coaster thing so mm-hmm. you if we don't have that why it's like to me it's like you better have some frosting or you're done for in, in a matter of time yeah, like as Seth Godin was would put it, it gets you through the dip. It's yeah, the, it's the thing that pulls you through when you otherwise would quit. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But even yeah, and that that hopefully that kind of why don't I just quit throwing the towel type of thing? That's hopefully not happening on a regular basis. But mm-hmm. it, it's the thing that helps you through that because you're on a mission. Like you can't yeah. quit now. Right. These people who are like rooting for you, you're not going <laughs> to let them down. there's that but but just as a super practical matter it just it makes decision making very difficult it makes it so much easier if you know your why you know what if you have some kind of mission that you can articulate even if it's just in the vicinity maybe it's tough to articulate but you know it has something to do with something and that is very helpful to someone like me even as an outsider to be like okay if that's what you're trying to accomplish then for example i might say you want to have a very small number of clients who pay you a real lot of money or with a different mission, I might say you want to have a huge number of clients that pay a little bit of money depending on what your mission is. And you could have a very successful business either way. And it's kind of like, well, Mm -hmm. Jonathan, which one should I pick? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) You tell me they'll both work. They're both feasible, you know, at least hypothetically, there's nothing wrong with either idea, but which one suits you better? And that's where the, for me, that's where the, the icing really comes in. It's so much easier to make decisions and help people with decisions when they've got some kind of big vision or mission or purpose, or it's some, you know, big idea, some kind of articulation of one of those things. Uh, it, it, it just narrows down your choices, which is a great thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, th- so that's kind of how it all kind of wraps together. And one more thing I'll say about, about the cake is um, oftentimes in the same way of the habit building, you know, I'll have somebody new kind of look at it and say, okay, great. I'm going to build the whole cake, you know, in, in, in three months. And, you know, I have a, I have a quiz at the beginning. So you can, you self-score yourself from one to 10 on all the different questions. Um, And it's like, depending on where you are, if you're all, you know, eights and nines and you want to get to all tens, then sure, you know, you can build Mm -hmm. the cake that way. But otherwise it's going to probably be a a game of slow build, you know, Mm -hmm. and just to start, by building at the bottom is usually the, the way to go. And uh, that way you have different flavors and different size cakes and different, <laughs> you know, yeah, cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, cupcakes. You're right. You can have a bunch of little cupcakes, you know, <laughs> like those, <laughs> you can make those little cupcake. Um, yeah. So there you go. Castles. That's fabulous. This is great. So Carol, where can folks go to find out more about what you do? Maybe get in touch with you, that sort of thing. Yeah. So if you want your very own, cupcake uh productivity <laughs> ebook <laughs> just head on over to the website and it's a, a free download right on the front page it's epstime.com and i'll i'll say that um it stands for efficient productivity systems but how i say it is e is in edward p is in peter s is in sam and then the hyphen right or the dash time time.com you go there um download to your heart's content you can take the the quiz it's in a pull down and um and have fun with it and, and bake a cake and let me know how it comes out. <laughs> Excellent. That's great. I'm sure a lot of people are going to benefit from that. I hope so. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, Carol. Thanks. It was fun. All right, folks, that's it for this time. I'm Jonathan Stark, and I hope you join me again next time for Ditching Hourly. Bye. Hey, Jonathan again. Do you have questions about how to improve your business? Things like value pricing your work instead of billing for your time or positioning yourself as the go-to person in your space. Or maybe productizing your services so you never have to have another awkward sales call or spend hours writing another custom proposal. Book a one-on-one coaching call with me and get answers to these questions and others in the time it takes you to get ready for work in the morning. Best of all, you're covered by my 100% satisfaction guarantee. If at the end of the call you don't feel like it was worth it, just say the word and I'll refund your purchase in full. To book your one-on-one coaching call, go to jonathanstark.com call, C-A-L-L. That URL again is jonathanstark.com slash call. Hope to see you there.